We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by M-Prize Bank, your partner in Possible. Coming up, the latest episode of 21 Questions, a Q&A style show covering whatever our subscribers feel like hearing about. And it's presented by Macadoodles, your one-stop shop for beer, wine, and spirits. Now in Kansas City, the latest episode of 21 Questions begins now. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of 21 Questions, the question and answer podcast brought to you by you, the fun people over at the KCSN Discord, posting your questions that me and my good pal Maddie Lane here will be answering for you today. Guys, we are peak off season. Um, I don't know if you know this, but uh, yeah, there's not a whole lot of football content going on right now. It is peak off season, and these questions are peak off season as well. We love them. We love you. We appreciate you all subscribing. If you are not a subscriber and you want to ask us questions, Go to KCSN Daily. That's kcsn.substack.com. It's $30 a year or $5 a month. You should do the $30 a year if you can because you're going to get access to not just the Discord, not just giveaways, not just a litany of other things, but also 300-plus articles, film breakdowns, things like that from yours truly, Maddie Lane, Kent Swanson, analytics from Joseph Hefe, and our good pal Charles Goldman dropping knowledge on the regular as well. Maddie, my friend, that was a lot that I just got out of my mouth right there, buddy. You take over for a little bit. How you doing? Oh, you know, and it's peak off season time, right? But I know I'm doing good. We're here. We're ready to do some 21 questions. And like Craig said, we appreciate all your questions. Special shout out to those of you that didn't ask football questions because this gives me lifeblood in the middle of June to sit here and not <laughs> have to talk about a football question in the middle of June. So with that said, we're starting with Robbie. If you were going on a boating weekend with you know, a cabin with a dock and a party boat, ooh, I'm, I'm guessing this is a lake. Um, could you and you could select four current Chiefs players, coaches, staff members to go with? Who would you choose, Craig? I mean, Kelsey. Like it yeah. has to be Kelsey. Like you, you can't not go on that thing yeah. without Kelsey. I'm taking Andy with me, Andy. Yeah. By all reports from both, you know, public facing stuff and stuff that we've heard in private, Andy is very fun and fun to yeah. hang out with. So I, I'm taking Kelsey. I'm taking Andy. I'm going to take, ooh, I think I'm going to take Chris Jones. Uh, it seems okay. like he would have a good time. Plus I get to, you know, hang out with him a little bit as well. 
And then I'm going to, I'm taking Spags. Listen, I, Spags and I, I think, could could drink together. I think we'd have a good time drinking together and I'd get to sit and talk defense with him. I think that's a good group for me. I, I think that would be good. I think you brought it back. I, I was a little concerned because I think Andy's a good pick, but I'm also like, but we're also at the lake at a cabin. Like there's going to be times where Andy probably doesn't want to do what the rest of us want to do. And That's I was going to feel a little, I was going <laughs> to, I was going to feel bad. You were just going to leave him chilling. Like, at no, the no, cabin. No. But now you, no, no, no. You'll notice I, I picked just, all the elder state statesmen. I'm just trying to hang. We're all trying to chill. <laughs> He's obviously the first pick. And then I think you kind of got like, he's, he's the guy that you want to do this with. And like, and I think you kind of have to build it around going at Kelsey's pace. Like you can't get Travis Kelsey to not go at the Travis Kelsey pace. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm bringing Mahomes. I think Mahomes gets down a lot more than people think. I, there's no chance I'm going to hang out with Chiefs players and not bring Patrick Mahomes. That, that's, that's wild to me. And so now we're trying to figure out guys to round this out. Right. So people to go hang out around this. Andy Reid was a good one, but I don't want to bring him along. I want to, I want to stick these. We're bringing, oh, we're going to bring Isaiah Pacheco. I think uh, I've seen him dance. Maybe he can teach me to dance a little bit. He can teach me some moves. I'm not a good dancer right now. So we'll bring him along. And I can't put my finger on it, right? I can't put my finger on it. But I'm bringing Creed Humphrey because the fact that he was Travis Kelsey's call to come do Saturday Night Live with him mm-hmm. makes me think there's more there. The fact that he was the guy that went on the beer run in the middle of the stadium while still in his pads. Like sometimes when Creed talks, you're just like, yeah, I don't know. You know, he's a good old country boy. I don't know what's, I don't know. I think there's a little bit more wild side to Creed than I think you get some muscle in case things go wrong. So bring me, we're going Kelsey Mahomes, Creed, and then we're bringing Pacheco. I'm getting just, oh, get the offense. Are you, are you bringing long haired Creed or short haired Creed? I mean, business Whatever. Creed or party Creed? Whatever hair he's got right now, man. I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit there and tell Creed Humphrey what he can do with his hair. That's not, <laughs> yeah, that's that's not my job. That's, that's Tucker's that's job. It. Yeah, that's Tucker's job. Uh, Tucker, by the way, Tucker had to have a haircut now because, you know, Creed Humphrey is, is like that. No. Um, <laughs> Z Andera asks us, what skill would the Saudis pay you $640 million to do for Name it, years? and I'll learn how to do it. I don't care <laughs> what it is. You name it, and I will learn how to do it right now. And Matty is going to be Olympic lifting for six hundred and forty million dollars for three years. That's 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 what you get to do, buddy. Need a lot of steroids. Me? Uh, nothing. Nothing. Build They're going to pay me six hundred and forty million dollars. Satellites. Do nothing. No, not build satellites. No, definitely oh, not. They will take all right. the space race to another level. They'll win. It's true because they have $40 million is not enough to be able to compete in a space race. Like, oh, wow, see, that's crazy that you know that. None of the other people must listen. Everybody knows that you got to be a billionaire to be putting rockets into space now. Everybody knows that. That's not enough, not enough at all. All right, Casey from KC. Here, here we go. Here, what do you pay Carlos Dunlap or some other vet at defensive end to join the team at this juncture, Maddie? Uh, three million base salary with a couple incentives to work it up into five, six range. You're essentially just cutting a third out of what Frank Clark just got. Maybe even more, actually, honestly, maybe even a little bit more out of it. Maybe even a little bit lower base, but keep the incentives the same up to that. I just, it won't be a lot. The Chiefs aren't going to pay it a lot. It's definitely going to be sig- like a chunk less than what Frank Clark just got from from the Broncos because I don't, I think he was the best guy still kind of available. Leonard Floyd also didn't get a lot either. So like you, you have it kind of set right now. I don't think they'll spend more than like $3 million, like guaranteed uh, at signing on anybody at this point. It's not Deandre Hopkins. And it's not happening until camp. 
like, I mean, let, let's yeah. be real here. It's going to happen at camp, during camp, middle of preseason games. Like, I mean, it, it's going to be late in the process at this point. I think that they're going to give those guys plenty of runway, try and see what they've got in the young kids. I think if you see a guy added quickly here, um, I think it's a it's more of a reaction to what they think that they're going to get out of the young guys this year, and they're they're expecting maybe a Truman Jones or a BJ Thompson to maybe be a, a stash for them this year, and bringing in a vet DE to do that. So eh, it is what it is. Splatical asks, "What is the best number for each position to wear?" Zero. First of all, zero. it is zero. zero. Yeah, it is zero. Now, one, besides 1, quarterback, percent. besides quarterback, quarterback can't wear zero. Yeah, you can't wear zero. You can wear one. One is a preferred Great. thing for a quarterback. Can't do zero. Can't do zero. Can't do zero at all. Brian Burns is wearing zero this year as a defensive end, and that's that's terrific. I mean, now Brian Burns is going to get which wasn't good. Yeah, Brian Burns is going to get more than zero sacks. You 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 have a fine line there. I think as a rookie, you don't want to come in with the number zero. I'm gonna, I'm going to modify that just a little. Except bit. Except for if Especially, you're a DB, I think a DB okay, is the fair. only rookie that can come in with a zero. Zero uh, as a rookie, yeah, as a DB, that makes sense. I totally and completely get that. But like, I would be worried. Like if Felix Anaduke Ozama came in and said, "I'm going to wear the number zero as a as a fresh pass rusher who you know." We expect that he's going to do more than that, but like that's a that's a gamble, man. Like you're you're setting yourself up for for a lot of questions, a lot of jokes, yeah. a lot of things like that. There's just a lot of stuff like that. That being said, if you are a seventh round pass rusher, oh no no no, seventh round nose tackle, and you wear zero, you are automatically my favorite player in the entire history of the NFL. I love that big number yeah. zero on a 350-pound day three defensive tackle, I'm in. I'm completely in in that case. Joel Penfield asks a baseball question of us here. Go figure, our Royals guy, Joel Penfield, asking this. How many pitches would you need to make any sort of contact against an Aroldis Chapman fastball? By the way, Maddie, he has touched reportedly 106 miles an hour as, as a fastball there. Yeah, I mean, so if he's just throwing fastballs, and I'm going to assume that he's going to be relatively, you know, down the middle of the plate. Like, we're just, he's literally just slinging him right down the middle to see if I can get there. I mean, it's been a while since, it's been a while since I've swung, we talked about it last, it's been a while since I swung a baseball bat, but I used to be able to hit pretty well. Obviously never had to hit 106 miles per hour or anything like that. But like, if he's throwing him right down the pipe and I'm only worrying about the fastball, I mean, you give me like 150 and we're going to make some kind of contact somewhere in that range. We'll get, we'll get a beat on there. We'll swing early enough and have it in the right spot on eventually. I I mean, I I don't, it's going to take more than 150. I'm not sure the limit exists, Um, (laughs) but I, I think it might do uh, irreparable harm to Chapman's arm by the time I, yeah, that's the problem. Uh, super producer Tucker D. Franklin. Tucker D. Ask him about the D sounds stands for sometime. Franklin uh, says his sinker is one miles an hour. No thanks. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I would never hit a I would never hit a one hundred and one sinker. There's no chance I'd hit that. But if we're just getting like I said a fastball and like especially if he's not trying to get a lot of movement on it, I I mean I think we'd get there of enough pitch. We'd get there. It's just 
once if we had, there's no chance I'm ever hitting that sinker though. No way, no how. Right. Derek asks, which player outside of Kelsey do you see leading the team in receiving yards? It's got to be outside of Kelsey. I know that that's a tough thing for you to do right now. <laughs> Me? What? Uh, ooh, yes. Yikes. This is a question. Yeah. I, it is a great question. I'm at, I, I think I'll go it'll first be, here. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I think I, it'll be MVS. I think MVS think will just so? have the snaps. I think he'll just simply have the snaps. I don't think it'll be an overly impressive number either. Um, I just think he'll have the snaps and he's a guy that for the most part has been relatively healthy. I know he's missed some time in green Bay, but generally speaking, he's been pretty healthy. He's not a guy that is thrown into situations where he gets hurt. He's not a guy given a ton of yak opportunity, which causes more hits. I think that I'm going to lean in just because I think it's like, if I was betting on this, he's the safest guy. He's the guy, the most likely to play the most snaps throughout the season while getting the targets. He'll have the opportunity to, he's just the safest bet. I think to get this done. No, I I totally agree. He was third on the team last year behind Travis yeah. Kelsey and Juju Smith-Schuster. I'm going with the guy that was fourth on the team. That's Jarek McKinnon. Yeah, that's right. I'm going with a running back <laughs> to, to be Excuse second me? on the team there. I think that the way this offensive line is constructed, Jarek McKinnon's not going to have to chip help as much. I think that there's going to be more opportunities for him to quick release to kind of get into a route tree a little bit faster. Now that might mean that he sees less snaps on the field because he's in, he's, you know, not needed for pass protection as much, but I think that he's got the potential to maybe be more of a receiver this season. We saw what his role looked like last year when he got to grow into it a little bit and it was pretty good as a receiver. So I would say Jarek McKinnon, just from the standpoint of Patrick Mahomes trusts him, he's willing to get down to that, check down a little bit quicker and Jerick McKinnon makes a guy, a lot of guys miss in the open field. So I think that yeah, there's a shot there for that. All right. We're going to say Isaac Hugh here. Would you rather add Dalvin cook, Deandre Hopkins, or we're going to modify this and call it Carlos Dunlap. He asked for Frank Clark with that. Yeah. The Frank Clark news. I mean, I'd rather add Deandre Hopkins uh, because that makes my last question. We just answered a lot easier. Um, and I feel a lot better about saying DeAndre Hopkins would lead the team in receiving outside Travis Kelsey than I do any other options. Um, are you going to pick Dalvin Cook? I am not going to pick Dalvin Cook. Okay, I'm okay, not because I want to. I just want to. I think he would make the Chiefs better, right? I do think that Dalvin yeah. Cook would make the Chiefs a better team. I just don't know how much better. When's the last time an Andy Reid team really used a running back like that? Like you're going back to Philly, right? And like to get that much value. I mean, I guess Kareem Hunt, but even still, like, look what I'm going to talk about though. You're dealing with young guy though. Yeah. You're dealing with Alex Smith. Like you're, you're funneling the offense to those guys. And that's not the chiefs aren't going to funnel the offense through Dalvin cooks. Like, yeah, he makes them better. I just don't know if there's enough meat on that bone to be worth the money. He's probably going to require. It's like, I get people wanting him, but I also don't think it makes a lot of sense. But then that's why I kind of went with D hop too. I, and I agree with that sentiment. I did. That's part of the reason why I was going to bring it up because I was going to talk about Delvin cook a little bit here. We've seen it happen, though. The Kansas City Chiefs adding a Le'Veon Bell or a LaShawn McCoy. I don't know that either one of those really worked. Like, I don't know that you would ask Andy Reid if he thought that those moves worked. And Dalvin Cook's got got some off-field stuff that's looming over him. Like, this is not going to be a, a clean sort of thing where it's just like, okay, well, they – they're moving on from him, obviously, because they are cutting costs in Minnesota right now, which, I mean, you know, there's there's plenty of guys on that roster that I would entertain, but 
I don't I don't think for the price tag that he's going to cost, the headache that he could potentially cause off the field, and then, like Maddie said, the usage on the field, I just don't think the juice is worth the squeeze there. So I would I'm going to say Carlos Dunlap, just because under the current contracts and everything that the Chiefs can fit, they don't have to do anything to add a Carlos Dunlap. He can be a veteran presence shape those young defensive ends into what they need to be going forward, not just this year, but years two, three, four, and into the future there. I think that he imparts a lot of knowledge. He gets a lot for those defensive ends. I want DeAndre Hopkins on this team. I don't know that D-Hop on this team now all of a sudden is going to make Rasheed Rice you know, so significantly better. Whereas I think that even though they're similar players, I, I get how I get the paths of success there. I think that Carlos Dunlap does so much for this young defensive end group that really pays dividends down the road. And we are going to pay some bills. So we're going to take a break and we'll be right back after this message. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Welcome back, everybody. Like, share, subscribe, drop a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you are. Do that. Just just take a little moment. We'll wait. Okay, great. I'm glad you did that. So, yeah, that was was really great. All right. Really appreciate it. All right. Leighton Y44 asks, Craig, when are you planning to go to Arrowhead West to catch a Chiefs versus Broncos game? That might be this year. We got a strong contention out here in KCSN West, me and uh, good old Charles Goldman out here. So we'll, we'll see. There have been conversations. So if you're in the area, if you think about going to the game, we'll keep you posted. Maybe we'll do a little something out here. So yeah, Frank the Tank, which team that missed the playoffs last year will make it this year? Maddie, who do you think? I'm muted. This is a kind of easy one here. Um, the Jets missed the playoffs, so let's go and push yep. them on in for the AFC. And the Lions missed the playoffs, so let's go and push them in for the NFC. Boy. And I think that's kind that of was easy, easy, right? Yeah. That, that, no, honestly, those are the two. Like, uh, those are clearly the two. Detroit should have been there. 
last year. Yeah. Should have been. Like they they were good enough to be there last year. And the Jets have a quarterback now. So that that helps. All right. Duncan Anglin, if Justin Ross were to play meaningful snaps uh, for this team, what role would he play for the offense, Maddie? We've talked a lot about Justin Ross, what he can bring to the team, the type of player that he is. What role do you think that actually fills for this team? So I put this in the Discord under the Chiefs thing earlier today. Just kind of talking about it. I think if Justin Ross makes the active roster, he's at no worse than wide receiver four. I think if he makes the roster, it's because he has clearly outplayed other wide receivers, and that's pushing him up to be wide receiver four. And if he's wide receiver four, he's behind MVS, Kadarius Tony, Sky Moore, and then it's Justin Ross. That's some different profiles there. That's a pretty even split between slot profiles and outside wide receiver profiles, right? So if Justin Ross is wide receiver four, he's probably splitting some of the kind of like vertical stretching that MVS does because he's not quite as fast, but he's a ball winner on the vertical plane. Maybe he splits out, gets some of the reps that Juju Smith-Schuster left being kind of a possession wide receiver underneath with his size and elite hands. Like, I think if he makes the 53, you are, he's going to have a significant role in this offense at some point in time. I don't know if he'll be limited to a singular role. I think he actually can be a pretty good possession wide receiver, and he's good playing the ball vertically downfield. So I could see him also use the stretch. Like I think he could be used everywhere. It's just a matter of how healthy is he and how well yeah. does he move with the fused neck and with the foot stuff, and where is he going to fall come like actual September football? I mean, that's the, it's always health. It's always health with him. They got yeah. enough guys on this roster that it's just health. The potential is there for a lot of these guys. It's just health. I fully agree with Maddie. Don't have anything to add from that perspective. Maddie, this one's for you from Lee87 here. Okay. Yes. If you could build Craig his own farm at his home, so Ooh. keep that in mind, and had $3,200,034.16 to do it, what would you construct and what animals would you put in there? Just for him. Mm. I mean, there is a correct answer here. I mean, like, I, I would, <laughs> I would, for, we would have to fence up his space, right? Like, we'd have to fence it up real good. I, I don't know how much yard space Craig has now, though. Um, Not a ton. That's where, <laughs> that's where it might get tricky. But there is one animal that I think we can make work with this. We will find Tank the Pig, and he is making a trip out to Colorado to live with Craig. We will fence up that backyard. Yeah, there's not a ton of space, but it's one little pig. Um, we can feed him. We can keep him going. Tank Tank is back back in the KCSN family. He will come back. Um, but also, with that much money, I'd probably just buy a bunch of land there for Craig, you know? And we, we'd set up a horse farm that I'd live out there because I would love to have enough space to have a horse farm. I know nothing about horses, but it seems like it would be fun to learn and to take care of some. So. I mean, I was going to say, we does tank cost $3.2 million? <laughs> like, no, we're, spending, I mean, we're spending very little, and we're making a lot of money on this deal, Greg. <laughs> we're making a okay, lot of money. Okay, got it, here. got it, got it, got it. I understood. And then he asked me to rate it farm. on the cheeseburger scale. I don't think that that's fair to do because it, it involves a farm animal. I, I don't think that we, we should be uh, we should be doing I that. guess he didn't but, specify what kind of farm either. I didn't have to uh, go with livestock, I guess. That's true. That's true. Do live in Colorado. Um, <laughs> Kyle C, if you had a KCSN combine, who would I'm win? He said, use a point system, 10 for first, eight for second, and so on. It's Maddie. Like, we we don't need to belabor this. I, I know that Maddie and Kent have been having this, this big rivalry. I 
I, unlike Kent, I listen to the podcast when I'm not on it. So I listened to last week's 21 questions and the the kind of back and forth that he and Maddie had. I don't know. Listen, Kent has a lot of opinions. I love the man to death. Ain't no way that he that, that any of us are competing with Maddie in in a, an actual combine in all of KCSN. I'm just gonna say it. That's I'm not trying to slight oh, it. No. We are all competing for second place. So there's no need to run a combine or to have a big decathlon or anything like that. Like Kent suggested, <laughs> having a decathlon. It's like Buddy's gonna break in half after event three. We don't need to be. <laughs> Like we're all old enough now that we don't need to be having these sorts of competitions. Just give it to the the youth here. Maddie, do you have anything to add to that or do I just cover it? I'm not, I'm not partaking in this conversation. It's not fun when it's not Kent on the other side. Um, I will say this. We have a lot of, we have a lot of professional, ex-professional and collegiate athletes that are part sure. of the KCSN that, family. That's fair. That's and fair. so if we're including them, you know, they somebody else. I mean, that could be it. It get a little. It get dicey. It get dicey. I, I don't know where I, I was. Going, I, I was including. Obviously. I was just talking about the specific Chiefs coverage because this is the Chiefs sure. channel. So I wasn't. I wasn't branching sure. out. If we're getting into our, our soccer and our stories and stuff yeah. like that, listen, uh, Marlia, Allie, they're gonna give. Uh, listen, right. they're, they're gonna give right. some. some it would depend yeah. on the events, right? Like we have, to, I have to see the events to see where we'd stack up and everything. But like, yeah. I mean, if it was just like the, if it was just the NFL Combine, like I, I feel, I feel pretty good about the the <laughs> NFL Combine stuff and my chances <laughs> going on there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Here, Mike in Sweden, what is your unpredicted storyline for the Chiefs this season? This is a tough one, Maddie. Do you have one? Because I've got one. Okay, you go first. I'm gonna I'm gonna ponder for a second. I mean, I kind of alluded to it uh, at the end of last week when we talked about you know some of the team previews and stuff like that. And Frank Clark, I think the pass rush is better, and they were second in the NFL last year. I think that they are better. I think that we're gonna see Joe Cullen get these guys to hit their ceilings a little bit quicker. He's got nothing but a track record of that right now, and I don't know why it would be any different this year because we got I mean. Felix Anaduke Ozama has high football character, really hard worker. We know that about him. We got to see BJ Thompson and the work that he's put in on his body already. We got to talk to him at the Shrine game. Hard worker, high football character. Truman Jones, hard worker, high football character. Keandre Coburn, hard worker, good football character. Like all those guys are you're giving to Joe Cullen and you're saying, okay, grow them into what they're supposed to be. I'm saying at least two of those guys are going to be you know, rising up closer to their ceiling than we expect in their rookie season, if not three or all four. So from that perspective, I think that this pass rush is going to have more juice. I think that it's going to come from a little bit of everywhere. It's not just going Chris blitzing and then whoever on the defensive line can get there next. I think it's going to be more of a well-rounded pass rush, and that's going to see more opportunities for everybody else. Again, the numbers may not be as high, but I think the effectivity of it and the way the offenses are going to game plan around it is going to be so much different than it was last year. I, I feel like I've predict like I've already mentioned most of my like I guess unpredicted stories. Like I, it's hard to come up with something that I haven't already mentioned before, right? Like that's kind of where I'm getting stuck here because. I have a couple of things I could throw out there, but I feel like I've mentioned them all before. Um, 
let's go with this. Trent McDuffie is clearly going to be seen as the Chiefs cornerback one by the end of the season. And you're going to start to have a conversation. I don't know if he'll get there mm-hmm. because there's a lot of really good corners in the league, but you're going to start having some all pro buzz coming about Trent McDuffie. And it's going to be a stark jump because he's not a guy that was getting a lot of run last year because there was other rookies that were flashier and playing all year and getting a little few more stats. I think by the end of this year, you're going to have it. Maybe it's not national media, but you're going to have people that really pay attention to the game. People that you know we all like to listen to and stuff around NFL coverage that are going to be saying like, Hey, there's also another rookie cornerback from that class. that's really good. And like right there on the, on the tails of the sauce Gardeners and the Tariq Woolens, and it's going to be Trent McDuffie. And he'll clearly take, take over kind of like that top cornerback role for the Chiefs. Yeah, I could see it. I, that, that one's actually a really good one there. Matthew McNabb, I love this question, by the way. Who would be the most successful player on the Chiefs if they had to switch sides of the ball, and what position would they play with the caveat, assume they get a whole offseason to make the transition? I love the caveat on that because I think that that is very important. Matty. Do you have one that jumps to mind? I'm trying to think back to draft coverage to see if anybody jumps to my mind of being like a known two-way player. Ooh. I don't. Nobody's jumping off. Um, no, nobody's Not jumping Derek off. Derek Parrish so, out there for you. I don't <laughs> to, think so. And so, ways. like, I... For me, for this, I think it has. I think you almost have to go with like a skill, but like a defensive back or a wide receiver. Um, I just the body types are the only ones that kind of correlate one to one, right? Like that's the only way that I think it works. I know Sky Moore and Kadarius Tony have played multiple positions. Both of them have played running back, quarterback throughout their career, but neither one of those, like nothing really a lot, came about them playing on the other side of the ball. Travis Kelsey, same thing. Actually, he talks a lot about playing other positions. Never really heard him talk about playing any much on the defensive side of the ball. So I, I kind of get stuck here. I think I'm going to have to go with Legarius Sneed and wide receiver mm, just for the athleticism. Like defensive back. It's a guy that, you know, eventually you can just kind of hopefully teach to run a couple routes, even, even if he's just a deep threat because he is fast. I, I, don't, I don't feel great about it. I don't know if the Chiefs have a bunch of guys that I feel super good about making the transition. Uh, it's clearly, very clearly. Oh boy, Willie Gay Jr. transitioning to running back. Give him an entire off season. So he gets though. to know exactly what gap he's running through. We we are just running a gap scheme. We are not having him, you know, try and you know read out zone, try and use vision or stuff like that because that takes a long time too for any running back to get to. We are running a gap scheme, and we are saying, put your head down run all 250 pounds at your speed through that hole and truck the first dude that comes through there. I I think that Willie Gay Jr. is a four-yard carry guy in a gap scheme. Just just give him the rock. Again, you can't use it to him all the time because you'll you'll wear him down and stuff like that. But I I don't know. I I like that one a lot. I'm actually fairly confident in Willie being able to transition over there just like i'm confident in my ability to transition into this break thanks for listening to kc sports network make sure you download our new app find it on the app store or google play just search kc sports network entertain educate inform kc sports network 
Thanks, everybody, for joining us. I'm trying to keep Tucker D. Franklin on his toes, and he is terrific as always here. We are getting back to more of your questions here asked in the KCSN Discord here. All right. Grayson. Trey Smith, nose tackle, D-tackle. I think that can oh, work too, actually. Oh, no. That's a great one. I think that I that feel that like actually... that could work. Ugh. Is Trey going like to be able work. to collapse the pocket? Like, do we do we feel like he's going to be able to do that successfully? Boy, he's pretty powerful. Pretty he powerful. is pretty powerful. See, I was trying to slot Tooney in there, and I just feel like it would be a very workmanlike thing, whatever he did. So he's going to yeah. do fine. See, he's not the physical but... presence, and usually defenders are. Yeah. That's what I was going for was the phys- And like even Creed, super athlete testing. Right? Oh, yeah. Not always on the field does it showcase as being this elite super dynamic. I don't know if Creed's athleticism would translate as well to D tackle. I've seen Trey Smith get in a four point stance and fire off the ball. I feel like we could find a use for that guy. Yeah. I was going to say like Creed would have to be more of like a a Wallace Gilberry type of role, like sub package rusher. That's going to be aligned in more of like a four eye or a five tech and shooting an interior gap. Just trying to use that athleticism a little bit more. I, yeah, I was trying to figure out, who on the defensive side of the ball on the defensive line could transition over there? And man, I I mean, Chris Jones, super athlete, but what you what you gonna do with him? You don't want him playing offensive line. You want him using that athletic ability, right. and then he's not gonna be a tight end. Like he can catch the ball. I want him to catch a touchdown pass. I mean, and Colin Saunders is clearly not on the team anymore, or else he would be the easiest one of all of this. Yeah. Like it just sad i'm still mad at pat for missing that that throw to to colin oh man god all right grayson asks danielle hunter or chase young considering the trade capital here reports are both players are on the trade block for minnesota vikings both pass rushers here again chiefs did not want to pony up for frank clark is it because they feel good about the room is it because they feel good about a carlos dunlap or maddie in this instance is because they feel like they can go get a younger player that's maybe got a little more juice. Since you put me on blast about a Jets tight end, it's Daniel Hunter. Oh, um, I just, <laughs> you are right. It is Daniel Hunter. <laughs> Damn it. Um, I would make the trade for uh, – I'd go Chase Young of the two. I think Hunter's the better player, clearly, but I also think that's why he's going to cost more. I think don't, Chase Young's yeah. – Chase Young is younger, but I also, he's not going to be cheap. You're not trading for Chase Young because he's super cheap anymore. you got to pay him once you trade for him. He hasn't really shown to be what everybody talked him up to be. So I think the price will be lower. And if I'm, I mean, the Chiefs are clearly betting on Joe Cole and being able to do some stuff, right? Like that's clearly a theme of this offseason. Daniel Hunter, I'm sure would get better, but he's already really good. And then you're dealing with yeah. back injuries. And what's the long-term plan there with Chase Young? You're like, Hey, here's another guy for you to work with Joe, figure it out. It's like, I would, I would lay my money in my trade there. Nobody ever had a bad back. Give me Chase Young and Joe Cullen and all that. And Grayson also bumped a question that, that he wanted us to answer before. Um, yeah, Kent would you rather fight? last week. I was excited. I know. What's wrong it. with Kent? What's wrong with Kent? He doesn't like fun. I well, clearly. <laughs> Would you rather fight two Craig-sized Tuckers or five Tucker-sized Craigs? I know my answer, but Maddie, you go ahead. Man, you know what? Two Tuckers that are Craig-sized—that's a—that's a unit. 
that's a lot. Like that's that is that is a double unit coming for you. I don't think I can handle it. I think like you just like you just couldn't hold up. Like five's a lot. Five Tucker size Craig's a lot. There's a lot of length still, even being shrunken down. But like I think you could. I don't know. I I feel like I could take my chances with the with the five Tucker size Craig's. But two Tucker size, two Craig size Tuckers. The double unit's taking me out. I mean, clearly, yeah, because I'm a lover, not a fighter. So it doesn't matter if there's five of me. So it's just not going to matter. The the two Craig-sized Tuckers win. And do, do we get to give Tucker my arm length there? Let, let, the, let the man ha, have actual How arms. How I foresee this working is like you're just – he's literally going into some kind of machine that's literally just going to like – like multiply his size so like his arms are gonna lengthen as he as he gets taller right now like will he have long arms i don't know but they will be longer <laughs> i love it i i just want tucker to have long arms buddy oh my god you thought that you thought that trey smith and creed humphrey had killer duo blocks <laughs> <laughs> the two the two tricks the tuckers man that boy that's a scary interior offense Yo, wait a second. If Tucker did get to be your side, he legitimately could stand in place of Creed Humphrey and no one would know. <laughs> <laughs> like they actively could trade places. Love it. Absolutely love it. Twice. All right. Jurors Chief, best movie that you've seen recently. Maddie, anything come to mind? Best movie that you've seen <sighs> recently? I've watched actually, I've watched a couple movies here lately. Um None of them have been great. I mean, I'll say John Wick Four just because I. I mean, it's I like the series. I think Four is probably the, my least favorite of the series, but it was still good. It's still a good time to watch. They do a great job choreographing. That is like the pinnacle of choreography for an action movie, and the way that each movie changes how each fight's choreographed. It's all different. It all fits the theme. They do a really good job, even if the storyline of that one wasn't my favorite. Yeah, I, I mean, I just finished watching that this week as well. I mean, it, it, agree with all of those sentiments. I mean, I just, uh, I will say this. The the Dungeons and Dragons movie is excellent. Like, you don't it have is. to be like, you don't have to be into D&D at all. Like, you don't have to have any knowledge of D&D yeah. at all. And you're going to enjoy the hell out of it. The comedy is great. The fighting is great. The story is great. Like, it, it really is a good one. The performances are great. Like everybody is really, really good in it. It was a really good time. Heard so many people talking and praising about it. And it's people that I know that are way into D and D and I went, okay, yeah, I, I am as well. You know, it's like, I, I'll get to that eventually. And then I watched <laughs> it and I went, Oh wow. No, that's legitimately. Good. So I, I really enjoyed that one there. Uh, also shout out the Arnold documentary on Netflix. If you haven't watched it, watch that. Very good. Um, and for Tucker behind the scenes, uh, and we, I, I, I think Craig and I have both seen it too. The Super Mario Brothers movie. Oh, it's a very yeah, good the one from 1992. It's, it's really good, buddy. It's no, really... the recent, no, 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 the new one, the new one. No, Listen, not man, the one from before I was born. Johnny Legs, Bob Hoskins, terrific. Before you were born, you stop. All right, <laughs> let's see here. Let's Scrolling down, Brian Anderson, who's BA Cyclone says, on a scale of 1 to 10 cheeseburgers, we can't do the cheeseburger scale, so just 1 to 10. How much Wait, do you want to do these? We? we can't. We told the people we were done with the cheeseburger scale. But this Maddie. is a different cheeseburger scale. This is a 1 to 10 cheeseburger. This is an amount of cheeseburgers, not a okay, type fair. of cheeseburger. No, you're it's right. A different scale. You're right. Do we need to explain 
No, yeah, so one cheeseburger means not very good. Ten cheeseburgers means it's a Matthew dinner. Okay, gotcha. It is a Matthew dinner. We're going to run through these real quick here and just kind of, he's got four more scenarios here. It says, signed DeAndre Hopkins to a two-year $35 million deal, which includes not likely to be earned incentives. So the cap hit is going to be lower than that. Still a steep price. Maddie, one to ten cheeseburgers. How do you feel about that? That's a that is a lot of money for two years for DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, I, I guess I'd have to see how much of it's guaranteed to give you a real answer, but like just based purely on the numbers, even knowing it's you know not likely to be earned incentives, I'm still only going with like a small appetizer and four cheeseburgers, I think. Yeah, I, I think I'll go with I'll go with a six cheeseburger, but I'm also kind of tweaking this because and i'll tell you why in just a second there, there's a question that he's asking a little bit later but i'll tell you why it's a six cheeseburger we'll circle back to that sign delvin cook to two years 30 million dollars so i'll start with this that's a zero cheeseburger deal for me like i don't i don't want to be paying a running back 15 million dollars at any point it doesn't really matter who the running back is like i don't want to pay christian mccaffrey $15 million and he would be elite in this offense. I just don't, don't want to be doing that, Maddie. Yeah. That's a, I'm sitting at a vegan restaurant. There's no way I'm ordering a cheeseburger. <laughs> love it. Absolutely love it. Sign Chris Jones to a three year, $90 million extension. Okay. That's steep. But part of what I was talking about earlier, if you're signing Deandre Hopkins to that kind of extension, it means that you signed Chris Jones. Like there's no other way to create that kind of room. It's true. I want to sign. Chris Jones and a three-year $90 million extension, $30 million APY is going to be the thing that's going to grab everybody's, you know, headlines there. Chris Jones is under contract this year. That money is going to be basically what it is there. That three years, $90 million, they can backload that thing in a way that Chris Jones cap hit this year and next year are pretty low. And maybe year three of this current contract out of four with a four-year extension Year three is going to be when you're paying a lot of money. At that point, you get to reevaluate Chris Jones. You can restructure something if you want to, or you can have him play out that one year and then cut him before the super expensive year. So with that being said, I'm tying this in with a D-hop one. I'd prefer to pay less, but I would, I'm on board because you could structure it very, very well here. I'm giving a seven and a half cheeseburgers because Ooh. I petered out halfway through one of those. So like, I get what you're saying. And like, if you get manipulating the time and the money and the contract structure, because it's not all here in the question, I understand there's flexibility here, but just looking at the raw numbers and not trying to do, you know, not trying to Maddie this answer like Craig is, um, I just three for 90, given the other defensive tackle contracts we've seen this year. Yikes. It's below, it's below Aaron Rodgers or not Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Donald. It's below Aaron Donald. Yeah, so. everybody else is way below Aaron Donald, though. And this is I like know, but just Chris Jones is below. the best interior defensive lineman in the league. I'm just yeah, but the NFL saying that the Rams overpaid. I know. <laughs> no, it's, but it's you're a still not, you're I mean, still not going up above. I'm just saying, yeah, yeah. I'm 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 four and a halfing it. Um, so it's a little bit, but it's four and a half cheeseburgers, still a little appetizer, a little extra on top. Uh, you split the last one with Craig cause he had petered out of his, um, it's a little bit better than the D hop deal. I think because you, it's a little bit more proven commodity. I think you can handle it a little bit better over the three years, so on and so forth. 
That said, though, I still don't love it. It seems to be a little bit much. I understand last year you can probably get out of so on and so forth. Like, I get it. I get there's a lot of flexibility there. Just looking at the raw numbers, it seems like an overpay compared to what the D-tackle market has been the past two seasons. I get it. I get it. And I think that Chris Jones is probably going to come in realistically between the 25 to $27 million range. I, I think that that's probably more realistic there. But I am willing to structure it in such a way to to make that happen if that's what that's what keeps him happy because I'm probably making that last year a full year which we kind of said about Chris yeah. Jones's current contract and look look he's playing it out like it's it, because he earned it at this point so yeah last one on this cheeseburger scale and then we're going to get out of here Maddie 1 to 10 no more contracts this off season that means no more extensions not signing a carlos dunlap not adding anybody else one to ten how do you feel about that two cheeseburgers um i i was thinking about, i was gonna go a lot higher because i like it better th- this is my favorite option of the bunch but then i thought like as far as this pure contract was i like not overpaying but then i just like it dawned on me no 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 this means adding no more help this means no carlos dunlap this means no other nose tackle that might be available this means no anything that might be available i don't know if the team is fully set right now i don't know how comfortable i'd feel if this was just the team just this is it and this is what you get i feel like they should be trying to improve a little bit more whether it's a d end a d tackle a wide receiver um maybe even another running back honestly i don't love the running back room the way it currently sits if somebody like it just i think there's options out there to get better i wouldn't love if they just rolled with what they have so two cheeseburgers on no more contracts at all i'm gonna say one because it means that chris jones didn't get an extension and you're playing him on this cap number and then you're planning to let him walk next year like that's that's a big yikes man like at that point if you were willing not to pay him that money, you should have traded him. Get, get him at his max value. Like, I, I feel like this organization missed the boat a little bit with Orlando Brown Jr. last year where they went, oh, yeah. well, we're going to sign him. We're going to sort it out. Don't worry about it. And then they let him walk for nothing, for a comp pick next, you know, in the next couple of years. Chris Jones is a way better football player than Orlando Brown Jr. You could have gotten something for him if you weren't going to essentially you know pay him what his value is which is going to end up being the second highest paid interior defensive lineman in the league so i'm giving this a one and it's purely based on chris jones because i think that it would have been a little bit of malpractice by the organization to not make a move and not keep him on the roster or get something for him there that is going to do it for 21 questions, I thank Maddie for joining me. I thank all of you for asking questions. I thank all of you I give you, you guys listening. 10 cheeseburgers for your questions. 10 whole cheeseburgers. Go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you are. Drop a 10 cheeseburgers in your five-star review. Cool. I want to see some of those. I, Go to Town Topic while you're at it. That's hey, uh, Maddie. We're not we're not doing that, buddy. We're not doing. <laughs> you got that. excited you're, though. You're 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 trying to get us one stars. Don't don't be doing that. Yeah, <laughs> trying to reel them in there. All right. Thank you all for joining us. We love you so much. Be kind to each other, and we will catch you later. Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard.
You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.